0: and get 10% off your plan. And happy Tuesday, everybody. We are back with another amazing episode. You all were talking about one of my favorite subjects today, skincare, which is, I could talk about forever. We have the founder of the brand, Jack Fur, Charlie Razook, who's here to talk about how his health journey inspired him founding this brand. And we talk everything from why we have three-in-one formulas for men's skincare products to what needs to change about them and everything in between i'm so excited for this conversation and charlie is so amazing so funny so if you like skincare if you like products if you just want to hang out you're in the right place so let's get into today's episode where we talk about everything from skincare to product changing and all the above so here we go And Charlie, welcome. How are you?
1: I'm doing well, thanks. How are you?
0: Good, good. So before we get started, we like to start with the question, um, what the term "a young influential means to you? And there's no wrong answer, so do as you will.
1: (laughs) Young influential to me means um, someone who is young at heart, who is trying to change the world.
0: Come on with that perfect answer. Like, give <laughs> give him all the flowers. Give him the pageantry. <laughs> I'll take <I'll> that. <laughs> uh, but, but before we get into all the cool stuff that you guys are up to now um, with the brand, take us back to childhood, to Charlie. Like, how did you get interested in skincare and grooming and all that stuff? Like, how did that genesis come about?
1: Yeah, um, it's interesting. I think like in terms of like a monumental skincare moment, it must have been when I was, I think, 14 and my skin was changing and my mom got me this little like gift set from Kiehl's. And um, I kind of used that going forward forever, just didn't really question it. Um, and I'm one of four boys, I have three brothers. So like that was kind of like what we did. We are all as... um well, I was closet at the time, so I'm grouping myself into this uh, mix. But we were all what they used to call metrosexual, Mm -hmm. which is now incredibly outdated. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But um, yeah, I think like we all took care of ourselves. We were athletic, but like definitely struggled with acne, ingrown hair, skin changing, oiliness, dryness. So um, yeah, we had a mom who, you know, took care of us, introduced us to certain things like skincare and uh, the rest was kind of history. Yeah. I feel like when you said that, I feel like, yeah, I feel like I got into skincare like at
0: 13 when my parents got me the I feel like you clear. So, and it was like, and I don't know if you remember it, but there was like the commercial where it's like these two sisters, they were coming home for like a party or something. And she was like, ah, oh girl, I had such a good time and I want to go to bed, but I got to wash my face.
1: <laughs>
0: and, it made, like and it'd be like, I want to look like that when I'm 16. I got to start washing my face.
1: (laughs) Totally. And then like the slow-mo of the water splashing. (laughs) Yes. And that on the sink for sure.
0: Oh my gosh. And so, and then also I was like, oh, I know I want to be the next Ryan Seacrest. So I want to look young forever. So I really got to come with a skincare routine. So you could not tell me that Clean and Clear, Biore, and Clearasil were not going to have me looking 12 at age 35. Like you could not tell me.
1: We all. I still like a good um, Diore strip every once in a while. See those blackheads. Come on, Uh, time a timeless classic, (laughs) a staple. (laughs) Well, it looks like you're well on your way to becoming the next Ryan.
0: You know, I actually have upped my skincare routine. Everybody during, I feel like during the pandemic, like many of us, we all when uh, lockdown was going on, we all like upped our skincare routine. So I upped mine to. I think I'm on six steps I feel so you know we love to see it we love to see it
1: (laughs) yeah well the pandemic definitely helped our business because men are taking better care of themselves and indulging in health and wellness routines and that's kind of what we're here for we want men to take care of themselves like
0: it's not okay to have just like be like oh I wash my face every three days like that's that's not cool but you know that's a rabbit hole I'll go down another time (laughs) but um To learn more about like skincare and all that, did you study it or how did you kind of educate yourself more about it?
1: Yeah, I think so. It was an interesting journey. I never was like that curious. I was just set in my ways and that's kind of emblematic of most men. They're um, very loyal to brands. Once they start a routine, they don't really switch it very often. Um, But as soon as I became concerned about what was in my products, I started to go down these rabbit holes about clean living and, you know, what chemicals are in skincare and how to avoid them. And that led me to all these different resources, like the environmental working group and made safe and just these like databases that list how clean a product is and what ingredients I should be concerned about. And what, like, what are potential carcinogens, what are potential endocrine disruptors? And, um, and so, yeah, I was just kind of like rabbit holing as one does on, <laughs> Google and reddit and um just couldn't find products that i wanted for men so i made them <laughs> and then um also in that process when i really committed to starting this company i uh i started reaching out to people at other companies that i would consider loosely competitors in like very obscure departments like r&d like chemistry regulatory and i emailed like 100 random people on linkedin and a few responded and i just was like tell me how it works and I feel like
0: you brought up a such a good point. Like I feel like it wasn't until like later. I, feel, I think it was like I feel like twenty fourteen when I started getting really curious about products, like the whole um, uh, like about the toxins and the parabens and all of that. were I feel like more research of so that started to really get mainstream, and we all started being like, "Wait, this stuff is actually not good for us. We need to like be written." I feel like that's when. Um, I started educating myself on it and then as we now fast forward past 2020 we now see like in Sephora's and Ulta's like the quote-unquote clean beauty section where people are now being more like you said conscientious about like what they're putting on their face what they're putting on their body what chemicals are in there and we're now seeing it taken more seriously
1: yeah and it's um it's a great thing because it's honestly the consumer that's demanding and policing this because, um, regulatory wise, there isn't much, um, uh, much oversight from the government. Like, like the fda does not regulate most things you'll find on shelves like if you if it's a sunscreen that's regulated that counts as like an otc over-the-counter drugs so you'll see drug facts on the back if it's um a benzoyl peroxide cleanser that can be very harsh that has to be disclosed and there are drug facts but your generic moisturizer and um cleanser without any of those kind of harsher chemicals there's really no oversight so it was it was a great um great moment when consumers started to log about this and share on social media and people caught on to like wait i should be worried about this and if no one else is gonna police it then we need to demand it from the uh sellers no i i couldn't agree more and to
0: like fast forward to now can you walk us through like name of the brand how you came up with the name because it's a really cool name and then like what you guys do and the mission and all that yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah, so um yeah for some orientation, uh, I'm Charlie the founder of Jackfur. Jackfur is a clean men's skincare company and um, the name is actually a combination of two words, a jack pine and a fir tree, which are two types of pine trees. So hence Jackfur and that um the kind of inspiration behind that is uh, summers I spent as a child going to a summer camp in the Adirondack State Park. I was very inspired by national parks and state parks and protected wildlife and outdoor activities and kind of the purest parts of America as the aesthetic inspiration behind the brand because it really reflects the clean ingredients and the natural ingredients we try to use. That's so awesome. And when
0: you said that, it made me think of um, my love for Vermont <laughs> and just yeah. being outside so I I know that's not I know it's not in Vermont when you said that it made me think of Vermont. And I'm just like,
1: yeah. I love nature. <laughs> we kind of like wanna inspire through our products, like not only to look and feel your best, but like go outside, get upstate, like clear your head. They call it like Shinrin Yoku, which is um japanese for forest bathing like it really cleanses the soul to go to the mountains and the trees Uh, amen to that and like
0: when you guys were thinking of branding i feel like a lot of people were were probably were like okay cool another skincare brand but like what were some main things that you guys did to really stand out from the rest of the market because we know men's skin it's always the like two for one but like it's like face and body and like no you should not be doing that but how did you guys kind of create the genesis of being like, this is how we're going to be set apart from the rest of what's on the shelves.
1: Yeah. I think that there was this big lack in the men's market of like a premium high quality product that wasn't quite like a crazy luxury price, but wasn't just mass. Um, We find that to do mass um, it often requires sidestepping on the quality of ingredients. And we knew we weren't going to do that. So you see all these women's brands like, tata harper and juice beauty and um true botanicals emerging and they're like really considerate about their ingredients but why wasn't anyone doing that for men so um we thought that we could supply this super high quality product that men quite frankly wanted it's been proven in our sales like people are interested in our product um and just make it for men and 70% organic ingredients, EWG verified, vegan certified, cruelty-free, certified, uh, GMO-free, gluten-free, I mean, the whole gamut. And and that's such, because I feel like a lot of times people seem they're like, oh,
0: like, man, we'll just slap a nice sandalwood scent on it and the boys will belly up to it. And it's like, mm, you should care about, like, what's going in there, like, men want to care about like their skin feeling good after a shave or feeling good after washing their face and stuff. They don't want to do, like I said earlier, the whole two in one body wash that goes on your, like, no, <laughs> like they want a
1: good product. <laughs> yeah. And I think like for us, um, Many, I think, many people think that by switching to a clean product, they're making sacrifices. Like, oh, well, it doesn't have this active, it doesn't have that active. But we do have like very powerful plant-powered actives, and um, we like while the in the product development process, like our first point of order beyond being clean was it needs to be effective. And um, so we did a bunch of testing. The response has been great. You can see it in our reviews online. But um, yeah, we. We definitely wanted to make sure the quality really spoke for itself.
0: And that just made me think of something to convey that message of like, let for those who are probably um, like, oh, I don't know, like switching to like, because I hear the same conversation with deodorants. Like I struggle with trying to find the deodorants that have like the powerful ingredients, but that's like a whole nother rabbit hole. But like when you're trying to convey that message that using like you said, plant based um, ingredients, stuff like that, is still gonna give those same powerful results. Do you feel like people are still are able to understand it, or do you guys feel like you have to do uh, convey that message in a way that illustrates it more where they can actually see it?
1: No, I think that people now understand and appreciate it. I think the biggest thing for us is convincing people to give it a try. Um trials very big in the men's market and we actually just did a fun campaign where um, in exchange for your email address, um, we will give you uh, free samples. We have little sample sachets. And so we launched that campaign. <laughs> Within a week, we had 2,500 orders. And we had to quickly turn that off because we're a small company and switch it to uh in exchange for $1 for the stamp on the shipping because we just like couldn't keep up with the demand. So that was really exciting. But um, no, like that's an example of how the demand is definitely there. Um, and people know that um, know that nature has amazing benefits and trust it. Uh, it's just getting people to make the jump from their current routine or try, try a new skincare regimen. And like speaking of campaigns, when you guys are doing cool campaigns
0: around like different – What's kind of your starting point? Because I feel like a lot of times with brands, they're like, okay, you all, it's Mother's Day, it's Father's Day, let's let's, uh, do the typical, like, whatever, like, uh, post with the child and the mom or with the dad and son. Like, do you guys, like, try to do, like, something more out of the box when it comes to campaigns like that? Or how do you guys kind of do your creative campaigns?
1: Um, I would definitely be lying if I said we don't do those types of campaigns. (laughs) Like to speak to the holidays, but ours always has like a specific, more educational bent to it where we're saying something like, Oh, gift your husband this because this is why you should be concerned about what's in your products. And unfortunately some people call it fear-mongering, but um for us it's just educational so that's in terms of like our evergreen branding and speaking to the customer and socials we're constantly throwing true men's health stats at you like men die five years earlier than women and sperm counts have gone down by 50 percent since 1970 and a lot of this is attributed to uh, carcinogens and endocrine disruptors found in products like your personal care so while it is scary, I think it would be irresponsible not to be sharing it um, and saying that, you know, this is why we exist. We're trying to give you a product that doesn't necessarily add to your toxic burden or would never consciously at least. My goodness. Well, now you kind of scared me. So
0: <laughs> we're going to just pivot before I have a meltdown. <laughs>
1: great. We get that a lot.
0: <laughs> um, but is there anything cool specifically that you guys do in terms of, I feel like what social media can like with now we have like TikTok and all these others, it's kind of like hard to maintain audiences on all the platforms. Like, do you guys feel like you need to be everywhere with like getting the messaging and things out and like letting people know or how does your guys' strategy work?
1: Yeah, we do feel like we need to be everywhere. Um, so we kind of, we invest a little bit all over, but um, as always, the strongest marketing is word of mouth. So getting people to organically talk about it, to organically leave reviews, to champion the product to their friends, that's the biggest thing that can happen. So a lot of what we do actually is, since minimum order quantities are pretty big in this industry, and it's it, it can create waste um, as an indie brand when you can't sell through it all, we like to just reach out to as many people that we think might be interested in the product and be like, hey, like, you know, like we see you haven't purchased, if you want to try this, like, let us know. And we'll ship them a sample. And um, very often they'll share if they like it. And so we think across platforms, that's our most powerful form of marketing, which can often come in the form of a free gift. But we prefer when it's a purchase, (laughs) (laughs) then they promote
0: it. And um, do you guys do anything with like UGC, like uh, like partnering with whether it's like creators or resharing content that like, um, customers have like tag you all tag you all in. Like, how do you all kind of keep that conversation going?
1: Yeah. So that kind of ties into what we were saying. So like, we, we love the organic either posts or, um, you know, videos and, um, blog posts have been great. Um, we like to co- collaborate with like bloggers who find it organically. um, And yeah, work that into our strategy of like, this is like, this is an honest review. And this is what people are saying and get that up on Instagram and TikTok and, um, you know, talk to them about, um, you know, ways we can stay stay in touch and um, make them partners in the brand, not just these one-off um, conversations and posts, but you know, what are they looking for? What products would they like us to make, what that we don't offer, etc? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey.
0: Use code Adweek for ten percent off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to ViralGrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. And like to kind of go back to my other point about like the marketing aspect of it. I feel like with now, like it's everybody's like struggling. I feel, in my opinion, to market to men nowadays. Like we said earlier, like we have the whole like metrosexual movement now. Like, do you feel like there's a sweet spot for you that you all are able to communicate with? your male consumers like do you feel like you're talking to like your ideal customer or do you feel like you kind of have to like pivot back and forth between talking to different types of male consumers
1: um that's a good question so an addendum to this is that actually a lot a big part of our customers also women who shop for men and make purchasing decisions in their family um that's we think that's because a lot of health and wellness trends start with women um Also, women face a health crisis, not crisis, a beautiful health (laughs) epiphany. When they're pregnant and starting to care about another person, suddenly they become very attuned to what is in their environment, what's in their products, what they're putting on their body, what they're putting in their body and when their child is in there. So they're often the ones that will clean up a household. And I always like to say, and I didn't say it early enough, that I hate how gendered this industry is and how gendered the world is. And it's great to see things moving towards unisex. But as mentioned, we consider ourselves a men's health brand. We are trying to get men to be healthier. So um, that's just kind of an avenue we had to go down by like really committing to being a men's brand in terms of raising awareness around kind of the health issues that are unique to um people who identify as male and biological males. Um, but yeah, in terms of talking to our customer, we don't, we just like try to see them as human, you know? Um, I think traditionally you had a lot of brands like Axe that were like a raw male. And, like <laughs> and it's like, come on, man. Like you don't have to talk down to men. Like, you know? We're smarter than we look. So we're trying to... Um, respect men's intelligence while also uh, educating them and kind of being like having like a traditionally quote masculine bent but like really being just like a platform for everyone to learn about what's in their products and why they should be concerned
0: <laughs> no because when you said that it made me think of the. i'm not gonna say which brand, but some of those like the ones you mentioned. Their ads used to be so toxic, like, you little stupid little ant, like, you're not going to get anybody oh, if you're looking like that.
1: Use our product to make yourself literally.
0: just like, wait,
1: what? No, I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> like, what is this? No, it's true. But <laughs> then they're so widely available, and people just, like, end up buying them, and it's a shame. <laughs> it's
0: like, it's so, it's, they they were just so toxic, and I feel like, like you said now we're kind of seeing a shift where like even uh, and a good example like old spice like what i really like how their marketing is like yes old spice is quote unquote a men's brain but i like whenever they do the ones with like a woman on there being like oh she's we're sharing each other's products of how like we're seeing more brands kind of like you said talk like we said like kind of move to more of the like unisex thing and acknowledge that yeah. like you said women are are usually the ones that are shopping for their husbands or boyfriends or whatever and so it's yeah. kind of like that inspiration behind it. And I've talked to many other like women who prefer like, um, whether it's old spice or men based products. And we're right now seeing that shift for even in marketing where everybody's acknowledging this, like we're all using each other's stuff. Like there is no yep. like male product, totally. woman
1: product, like we're all
0: using the same thing.
1: Totally. And like, we definitely, like, if you break it down to like base level, definitely feel like we're definitely like able to be used unisex. Um, Men's skin is slightly different. Um, men have larger pores and more uh, oily skin, um, which just entails different issues. Um, actually, a lot of people think if they that oily skin, they shouldn't be moisturizing because it's already oily, which is not true. Um, but yeah, I think that we are like a pretty minimalist brand and we try to have... Um, active, amazing products that can help most people's skincare needs. So that includes women as well. Um, We just speak to the male more often. Um, I would say one thing we like to preface is like, if you have like cystic acne or, you know, a medical grade skin condition, then, you know, that's when you seek help through a medical dermatologist and like consider something different than our product but we like to have a product that's gentle enough to be used by most people while still being effective and
0: whenever you're thinking of like products like that like speaking of cystic acne like when you're thinking of that do you feel do you guys are taking free are you guys taking feedback from say like people say like oh like i love the face wash but i wish there was like a body wash that the same thing or do you guys kind of be like right. no these are the products that we want to stick with for now right. um, we hear no. you but
1: like right No, we love customer feedback and we often do polls on social media to see what people want. Um, we're releasing a few new products in the next two years. Um, the next one is coming out in June. I'll give you a sneak peek. It's an eye cream. So I'm just gonna tell you that. Um, it's the first ever EWG verified men's eye cream, which is exciting. And that just means it's like, you know, vetted for being very clean. And um, yeah, that was partly a product of you know what people were asking for. I think that we like to balance being as sustainable as possible, not creating like skews just for the sake of creating skews to try and like increase our basket size online while also offering the customers what they want. So we believe in lo- a less is more skincare routine, but that can mean many different things for many different people you know, some people want like a serum and an eye cream. Someone want, some want um, a cleanser and a moisturizer. Someone a cleanser and an oil. Like it's all very um, unique. So we want to balance giving people the option, but also not just overproduce for the sake of consumerism.
0: And I feel like that's a good point because I feel like a lot of times, like a lot of brands are just like brushing out products and just putting stuff out there to keep up with the, the trend of it all. But the products aren't working they're not effective and i feel like we're seeing i feel like now people are catching on being like oh like actually number one either don't need all the whatever i don't need a micellar water and a whatever like i am good with just like these three products and i feel like brands that are decided to be like you know what like we don't need to drop a new product every december every holiday season or every whatever like we can stick to these three our three signature like products and if we feel the need to release something we can, but I feel like that speaks to quality over quantity really well also, instead of feeling That's like you why. need to be in the mix.
1: Yeah. I think brands sometimes need to be patient and focus on reaching more customers with their existing products than just like throwing tons of products out there. Cause it really is quite wasteful. <laughs> like, we're not about that wasteful life. <laughs>
0: no, no, we're not. Um, and for a fun one before, like we get to the last advice question, If you could pick like a collab, whether it be like a brand or a celebrity, do you have like someone you would like to partner on a product for? And also, what type of product?
1: I do. And I'm scared to say it. Um, (laughs) I'll say I have one, I'll say a brand one. So I would love, and I hope they hear this, and maybe I'll send them this one. Do it, do it. I would love, you know, L.L. Bean's, like, classic yes, tote Yes, yes, yes. I would like to make a dop kit version of that. Oh. Uh. So it's, like, this little, like, L.L. Bean tote dop kit with handles that says Jack for on it. Uh. And can be customized to have your name, too.
0: Okay, while you're there for the holiday season, let's do little flannel shirts that dress up the shaving cream and the face wash that people <laughs> can put on. They could be, like, reusable, like... One's That's also. That's actually hilarious. I might have to take. Okay, them. if you take it, I need my ten percent. Like Christian or taught me. But <Play>. I, <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: we don't steal.
0: Uh, no, I love that. Oh, no, that be that would be iconic actually. So and that fits the theme. Like honestly, while we're at it, put in Patagonia because I feel like they're really good with sustainability. Like, yeah. let's do a collab with them.
1: Who else? Totally. That was the other option, actually. Yeah, I love, I love pedagogy. Like, what should I say? Because they have those, um, they have a lot of waterproof duffel material, and we could use the excess to make a dog kit, too. So, you know, my, my mind's always thinking about these things. You know, we're here to save the trees. Hashtag Greta Thunberg. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: no, it's true. Oh, my goodness.
0: Hi, Greta. <laughs> <laughs> and to wrap this up, for everybody who's listening, it's like, oh, Charlie, cool. Like, love what you're doing here, but, like, I don't know how to, like, kind of hone in on, like, my branding or, like, what I should be doing. Like, what advice do you have for a brand or anybody who's listening that's, like, oh, we're trying to market to men and do all this, but, like, we don't know who we're talking to or how we should, like, create our tone yeah. voice? What would you tell them?
1: I would say um always, like, go back to, like, that initial spark and, like, what what was it making you do this and why are you doing this? I think that sometimes when we're trying to like, take like ad feedback from our digital marketing agency and they're like, these types of ads work, you need to make these, the customer wants this. Like you're starting to like throw these like ads together that like don't really feel like they're in your voice and you have to sit back and be like, wait, like what is my brand voice? Like for us, it's like, okay, we are trying to like make men's skincare approachable while also educate about the importance of ingredients so like how does that translate to our ads and our branding and our voice and so um we always kind of come back there when we're trying to when we feel like maybe we're like spiraling out of control (laughs) like why did i start this brand oh i started this brand because i had leukemia and literally became scared of what was in my products and like became concerned for everyone else who doesn't know about this. So, um, just going back to, I think square one is a good like reset. And
0: I actually forgot one of my questions. do bring up pride marketing. Okay. Yes. Brands, whenever brands, did, like I've seen some, I feel like with a lot of brands, it's typical. They're like, Hey, gay. And they put like, just like a rainbow on everything. Okay. Which is annoying. That's like another rabbit hole. I could go down. Um, I love right. a good rabbit hole. Um, Okay, what should brands be? I feel like right now brands are like, okay, like we're sorry, we're doing that to you guys. What something that What's something that you personally feel like brands can do to show up year round instead of the whole just like let's post June first through thirtieth, and then July first, let's switch the go back to whatever totally. without
1: it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I have two answers to your question. One. So we're an LGBTQI plus founded brand um so it's very important to us in terms of quality and representation um so i would say just recently we were trying to figure out like what's our like stance this month and like we didn't have one because it's like just another day of being alive you know what i mean so um for us personally our choice is to to donate um not to like you know make a product and like get money for having a rainbow product, you know? Uh, So we'll be making a donation. And um, year round, I think that's on brands' shoulders, that's more of a representation issue. It's like, congratulations, you changed your logo to a rainbow, like where are the male couples and female couples and trans representation in your, like, annual advertising so um i think it's just a question of consistency and like not focusing on one month
0: yeah because i feel like a lot of times they're like oh i don't know why people are mad and it's like first of all you never include non-binary trans or lgbt plus other couples in your marketing and when you do you hide all the posts after like once july 1st it's like (laughs) like i don't understand where the disconnect
1: is babes (laughs) No, yeah, it's a much. It's a much bigger question than a rainbow, <laughs> like. And mic drop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Charlie, thank you so much for joining us and giving us all this great advice. Now I want to put on a flannel shirt and eat maple pancakes. <laughs> yeah,
1: we'll give you. We'll give you some product, and you can go up upstate to a cabin and chop some wood, and <laughs> <laughs> all the above. <laughs> Exactly. All right. No, thanks for having me. It was great chatting.
0: Wow. How great was this episode? If you were like me, you probably took a lot of notes and have a lot of questions and comments. So if you do, feel free to add us at Adweek across Twitter, Instagram, all the social medias. And we'd love to hear from you all. And feel free to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. That always helps us. And we can't wait to hear from you all and see you in the next episode. So bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Young Influentials, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and Acast Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Al Manarino, executive produced by Chris Aaron's and edited by Lane McGibney at Bountville Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com/podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show. Send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just the thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brain or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming, to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality.